Hey, how you doing? Welcome along to this new episode of Tommy G Talks. In this one, I'm joined by Marlon Woods. And Marlon not only is a wonderful human being, he is also an international fitness presenter who works for a company called Les Mills, a company that I, once upon a time, did used to work for uh, as well. And Marlon's also been a, a guest on the podcast before many moons ago. So look, Marlon is and does always provide a lot of very interesting, very positive, and let's just face it, really funny content on social media. He's a a wicked guy. Um, I've been very excited to reconnect with him, and it fills me with a lot of pleasure to say that he's back, and he's here with me and Kendall, who is with us for this episode as well, to talk a little bit about his journey uh, with writing a book, um, which is a process that a lot of people are interested in, a process that Marlon and I have both been through. So we're discussing that and we're sharing our viewpoints on that and what it means to fully put yourself out there in that way, to be you know judged by people and have your book out there for people to enjoy or not in some cases. And we also talked about social media and Marlon's philosophy on social media. There were times where he lost his way with it, became a little bit uh, salty and spiky on social media, and what he did to pull himself out of that and bring himself back to a positive plane uh, when it comes to content creation. So it's a really interesting conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. And if you make it all the way through, do let uh, me know. Use Instagram or Twitter at Tommy Gentleman. Just let me know what you think of the episode. I hope that you're doing okay out there and I look forward to sharing more content with you real soon. Without further ado, here is the episode of Tommy G Talks with Marlon Woods, part two. Marlon, it's been a while. You've actually been a guest on the podcast before. For those of you that are super keen and long-standing listeners of the podcast. I think around about yeah. episode 30, 40 maybe, um, you and I had a little bit of a, a shindig back then. And I think that must have been about four years ago now. Um, a lot's changed. It's awesome to have you here. Uh, Kendall's here as well. Say hi, Kendall. Hello. Marlon, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. What do you do? What are you all about? Uh... Man, you know what? I, I really hate like intros and bios, bro. Like I, I don't like I don't know. I, I don't like I'm interested every time I get Yeah, like every time I get asked about it, it makes me uncomfortable. Uh but so yeah, I'm Marlon originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh moved to Australia three years ago. Um after I met my now wife. Uh, I study full-time psychology and teach at Sydney University. Um, and I'm an international presenter for Les Mills, uh, international group fitness company. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's you. That's you. you know, I was thinking, how am I going to introduce this? I had a better introduction. It was going to be, um, this guy is cooler than a polar bear's toenail. <laughs> and he's kinder than a care bear's face. <laughs> 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 so maybe we'll just use that but you could use that next time as a, hey, I'm, I'm I think I will go with that next time shout out to Outcast there um, so, <laughs> see how that goes so mate we're, we're going to go back in time we're going to go back yeah. in time um, we're actually because the, the podcast this end has changed a little bit Tommy G Talks is now sort of 
I think podcasts should always be parallel to your life. So whatever it is that you're doing and living through, you should share that. Yeah. Work-wise, things changed quite dramatically for me in the last 12 to 18 months. It has a lot of people, perhaps you listening to this, you've had a similar thing. Gone from running a gym, which I know we have in common. Um, yeah. you're, still, you're still actively, well, you're still involved as am I, but not actively involved in the day-to-day running of a gym. We might talk about that yeah. later. Um, and also, you know, the, the fitness stuff, that, that all changed for me. And now we're here in an office, a Tide 55 office, where we run a digital marketing agency. So the conversation today, I'm really interested in talking about um, social media because you are one of the people that I always kind of make a beeline to go and look at and see what you're up to and really enjoy your content. I mean, that your content is, I mean, you're so, you're so good at it. And it is a science Thank of you. art. So when I say you're good it at is. it, I'm really seeing you there and saying, you know, you're, you're doing it. It's good. Um, yeah. really, really good. But I want to go back in time. Let's um, think about young Marlon growing up. He's in, uh, he maybe he's just started high school. Okay. The world doesn't have social media. Yeah. Imagine, you know, visiting that kid now and saying, hey, hey, dude, like in, in a few years time, there's going to be this thing. It's going to change the way humans do everything. What advice would you give that young version of you? Stop trying. Hands down. What's funny is I was just thinking about that time period of my life the other day. Really? Like literally just, like, literally just thinking about it. And I was thinking about how invisible I felt, how invisible I, I was. Um, I think I was thinking about not having a like not having a girlfriend but wanting a girlfriend and not being cool and nobody really knowing who I was something about that but I was thinking about that that 13 14 15 years of age um that that literal that exact time period right before I went into high school and I remember specifically how invisible I felt um and how frustrating that was because it was I you know from elementary school to the way it works in the U.S. and elementary school years one through six, middle school seven and eight, and it, when you go to middle school, all of the elementary schools in your district come together. And so we all went to Wentworth Middle School, and so there's all these kids I didn't know who knew each other, who did different things. All the stuff I thought was cool isn't cool because my elementary school was apparently one of the loser ones, and so I go, I get into the into the into the middle school, and I'm the you know. And I just remember coming home all the time thinking like, I got to figure out how to get some friends and I really like this girl, but she doesn't like me or she doesn't know who I am. And, oh, I'm lame and I didn't get invited to this party and I can't go here because my mom's too strict. And the, the stress of tr- trying so hard to, to be seen and begging my mom can I please get these clothes so I can look like this on this day? And, oh, I'm going to wear this outfit on this day so then people can see this. And I got to keep the jeans clean because I only have one pair. And so I'm going to wear those on Wednesday as well. Like all this stuff I was trying to do exhausted me, man. And so if I could go back and talk to him, I'd be like, just, just, just be yourself, man. I know that's so cliche, but a little deeper than that. It's just stop trying so hard to be seen Uh, because it just, it, it took so much out of me and it, 
I didn't really, I didn't really start to settle into that, into my new pseudo confidence. Cause I don't even know if I was confident in high school um, until I was in high school. I do high school 40 times over. I loved high school, but middle school for me was, was weird, man. Really weird. It's amazing, isn't it? It's almost like you, you have the, the nurturing of your family home and your um, early elementary years. And then it's like, you can't protect a young ch- a child or a young person from the big pool, you know, and the, the waters yeah. are very different in, in that pool. And so you know, what, would you, what would the younger version of you say um, to, to, the, to the now you? If he saw this guy and was like, do you think he would be happy and excited that that's how it turns out? Or do you think he would be, oh, come on. <laughs> he, he would be happy. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be very happy. He'd, he'd think, wow, I've never even heard of Australia. Or he'd think, <laughs> wow, like, what is New Zealand? He'd be like, oh, wow, we went there and we got to do that. And wow, that's really cool. And oh, like, I, I can't wait to do that. And because his world was so small. Uh, my world was so small up until up until I was, well, probably up, up until I joined, maybe up until I joined the military, maybe, maybe a little bit before then when I was working in the Capitol, but 13, 14 year old Marlon, his world was, his world was small. And if he could look and see, you know, what I'm doing now, he'd definitely be happy. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. So, I mean, you've obviously had a look at Marlon's Instagram and seen that he's extremely funny. <laughs> This guy, funny guy. Yeah, I was watching that of the videos. <laughs> I always know when someone's funny when I show my wife something and then she wants to watch another thing. <laughs> like, usually she's like, yeah, that's cute. And then, you know, whatever. But she, we, we just one night just looked and were watching video after video after video. <laughs> I, I genuinely laugh out loud and I'm only 21% enthusiastic. <laughs> you know, I took a personality test and it said 21% enthusiasm. So... <laughs> I'm extremely enthusiastic. I'm at my peak of enthusiasm when I'm watching your content. <laughs> so right. that's good. So like, where, when did that, because I remember when, I can actually remember when I first messaged you. I was in um, a hotel room and I had post-it notes. I think it might have been a Les Mills thing, but I remember I had post-it notes all over the wall and I was trying to remember stuff. It's probably a Les Mills thing. And um, I think at the time, literally you had about 4,000 followers. Yeah. yeah, so it was like, hey, how's it going? I think you're really cool and funny. Like you do less meals, let's chat. And then yeah. now you've just, I mean, it's just taken off and where well, you're at like 80,000, 90,000, something like that. But, uh, but what oh, I love about it is I don't think you've really tried. It's you've just been yourself and just had fun. Yeah, definitely. Where does, yeah, so where did that first start? Like the, the content, the humorous content. I want to say you and I, I want to say you and I first talked in 2017. Yeah, sounds right. Um, and at that time, I had just just started to just started to decide. I, I just decided to stop trying yet again um, to 
to fit in with the demographic I was surrounded um, I was surrounded by. So around then, I was in Augusta, Georgia. I just opened uh, my gym, our gym, surrounded by powerlifters, bodybuilders, just the think Southern Bible Belt, conservative, like a man's man, beards, big muscles, trucks, pit bulls. I literally had all of them. I don't know about the muscles, but I had the other stuff. Um, and there was that, you know, there was, there was very clear understanding of what men did and what women did. And bodybuilding is bodybuilding is very rewarding intrinsically, but can be an extremely extrinsically toxic place to be in um, and very dangerous for your self-worth and mental health. And I was trying to do all the stuff that bodybuilders were doing and trying to figure out how to get the gym off the ground and, once I just kind of decided to put that stuff aside and just be myself, 20, halfway through 2016 to 2017, around the time we spoke, um, I just started getting a little more comfortable being myself, right? So I had these skits and these characters in my head that I wanted to start playing with. I started doing that and, you know, I felt much better when I would post and I would post it because I thought it was funny, not because I wanted to get somebody to like this, because I wanted somebody to do this. It was just what I enjoyed. And so that was kind of when it, you know, that was kind of when it really started to become more enjoyable for me, not necessarily start to pick up. It was just social media became more, became healthier for me mentally. And then 2018, um, I decided to focus in a little bit more. So 2018 is when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take social media a little more seriously. And use this platform for good. And I thought about what my values are and decided that, you know, when people come to my page, I want them to get motivation, humor, education slash inspiration, and all under the guise of positivity and respect. Because I felt like that was most consistent for me. And that was, yeah, maybe like, you know, June, July to... Yeah, June, July, 2018. And up to that point, you know, I'd gotten, I, I think I was like at about eight or 9,000 followers or something like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on this and this only. Not to get this many followers, not to do this, but just because that's who I am. And I wanted to focus on building trust and building community. I didn't want to ever sell anything to anybody I didn't want to ever be an ambassador other than like less males, but like, you know, you never see me pushing supplements or herbal teas or, or even t-shirts. Like it was, I want people come here. I want it to be a break from all the other stuff they get on social media all the time. And they know when they come here, Marlon is speaking the truth and that I'm either going to be motivated, I'm either going to laugh, or I'm either going to be educated in some way, shape, or form. And you've got it. I mean, it's a great combo. You can really feel it when you hit the page. And I just wonder yeah. whether there's any, have you ever lost your way at all at any point? Has it ever slipped and you become something that it shouldn't have been? Or I don't know how you know what to ask, but yeah, <laughs> like there was a, there was literally a period 2019 Oh, uh, yeah, 2019. Um, I've gotten into this groove. Actually, you you might. Oh, I don't I don't know if you're still. 
you remember that you remember that Facebook group in the at uh Let's Knows UK that kind of like blew up because there's screenshots and messages blah blah blah. blah. It was yeah, yeah, Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah. Um around then I I found my one thing I've always made sure I did was not get too immersed within less mills and that's a completely different podcast but just kind of keep one foot out because it's really easy to kind of get sucked in and kind of you like you know everything becomes about less mills and what this person's doing what that person's doing and so i kind of gotten i kind of gotten lost in the sauce and i found myself more often than not doing the thing where you call people out on negative or bad behavior but even though I was calling out negative behavior or, you know, calling people on their BS, it was giving a negative vibe for me. And I, I, I found, I realized that one day I posted, I posted something and it was about accountability. And I read it back and I'm like, Oh, like I, I just like it. It didn't feel good. It it, it didn't feel good, and I realized that I kind of got sucked into this, into this world where, or into this period where people come to my page and like, okay, am I gonna be, am I gonna feel targeted or or called out or judged when when I come here, or am I gonna be getting the positivity and the respect? And I kind of took a little reset and I was like, oh, um, I was like, man, that is, that, that is, that is absolutely not who I am. And I went through and I deleted all of those posts. Every post that I felt didn't give that, didn't give that vibe. Like I deleted it and I've never felt bad about doing that because social media, the, one of the positives about social media uh, that can be used as positive is, is you can curate it. Mm-hmm. And were those posts, those negative posts, were they me? Yes. But were they who I wanted to be and were they, and and was it what I wanted my social media to represent? Absolutely not. And so not only did I take a step to align myself with, you know, better align myself with my values, but I went and curated that so that my page aligned with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gave a lightness to myself, to my mind, to my attitude, and to my page. And it was just a little reminder, like, hey, bro, you need to, like, like just be careful. Because it definitely was taken that. We all know that there are people who mean well and it's well-intentioned, but everything is negative. There's always this negative undertone to it. And it just doesn't, I, I don't vibe with that at all. And so, yeah, I, I definitely lost my way for a little bit. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Did you notice that yourself? Like, how did that come about that you kind of then went back and looked through those sort of posts? Oh, definitely noticed it myself. I, uh, I, I knew, I, I knew something was off because I would post and then a few minutes later, I would go back and see what people were saying. And I never do that mm. ever because I'm never worried about what people are going to say or, 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 or how people are going to interpret what, what I'm, what I'm posting. And so I had realized I kind of gone back into this cause I went back and looked at the, you know, looked back to see, you know, what the comments were. I was like, oh, 
no, that's, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm going for. And I realized that it was because of the vibe I was putting off. And the reason I was checking was because I was uncertain um, of how people were going to respond to it or how people were going to take it. And literally this was a, this was, you know, over there. I posted it and maybe like 15, 20 minutes later, I kind of had this realization, I sat down for a little bit and was like really thinking like, okay, why did I post that? Okay. Why did I feel the need to say that? Okay. Why did that situation make me feel like that? Okay. Why did that situation occur anyway? Why did I feel the need to share my opinion on that? And why did I decide to do it this way? And it, it's, it, it, it stemmed back to negativity. Mm. And so, so I was like, nah, done with it. Um, and went back and I, I've read every post. I was like, okay, what is this talking about? Uh, no, I don't like that. Okay. I was, okay. No, I don't like that. Okay. What is talking about? No, I don't like that. Um, and went through and got rid of them. So yeah, it was, it, it was me. I realized that just the feeling I had was, it wasn't sitting right with me and who I am. Let's um, <clears throat> let's take that to the next part of the conversation. Um, you and I had a little to and, to and fro on the inbox the other day because you have just released a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the uh, I think the message was something like you know if it doesn't matter what you what you feel that might be terrifying because it is terrifying. Yeah. There was always a strong, 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 strong reason for putting pen to paper in the first place. And that that is the core of the truth of the matter, isn't it? And I think yeah. a book is content, like social media content. So as long as that is firing from the center, from the truth, that'll always be immune to any other superficial or temporary slips or blips, right? Um, yeah. The only thing about a book is, mind you, I, I have actually deleted books that I've <laughs> off the face of the planet. They're I have, not deleted, um, <laughs> but Kendall still found them, so I'm a bit worried about that. But um, it wasn't anything weird. It wasn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I wasn't writing like any weird shit. It was just I wrote like a, a weight loss book about 10 years ago and I was embarrassed, so I wanted to delete it. Now, <laughs> you can't you can delete books, right? The, the thing is, yeah. though, and I know because I, I have a very strange relationship with my book, when you write it and you, you put the energy into it, then you put the energy onto it and you're like, right, this is happening. And then people start reading it, which is batshit crazy. And then other people buy it and you know they're one of those little lurking people that don't actually fucking read. They just like to buy books and go, <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, what did they think about it? Because they've got it. I know they've got it, but they've never said anything. Do they hate me? Yeah. You've got all these things. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very intimate journey. And then when you write it, you lose that. In, I think you lose the intimacy with it and it just becomes yeah. like almost like everyone's bitch. They can just throw it around, <laughs> pass it to their friends. They can sell it yeah. on two pounds. Like there's all these things that they can do. So how, <laughs> how are you finding it now? Like how long has it been out there for the public? Um, yeah, so it, it was, it was available August 21st. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't say anything until I got my author copies, like maybe two weeks later. Um, but honestly, that was the weird, that was the, it was the strangest two weeks because I had spent years writing this and editing it and 
sending it to this person and changing this and taking this out. And it really wasn't until beginning of August. And I, w- I was like, bro, there's nothing else you can do. I'm like, send it to an editor. And I was terrified because feed- feedback is early feedback is terrifying because like, you know, this book sucks. And I was, yes. I was I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like, first draft, like my first draft was terrible. I'm writing it and I'm like, they're going to make this into a movie or a TV <laughs> show, blah, blah, blah. And then I get the early feedback and I was like, there's no character developed. It's disorganized, blah, blah, blah. What's the, yeah. what's the plot? What's the point? And I'm like, I was traumatized. Um, and that's and that is not an exaggeration. So I go through all these drafts and get to a point where I'm like, okay, it's exactly what I want. I'm like, it's time to send it to an editor. So I send it to an editor, and she was amazing, amazing, amazing interactions. And I'm like, okay, well, it, it it's time to pull the plug. Like, like it's like it's time to go. And so I did all my formatting myself because I was like, I was like, I was like, I want to do as much as I can myself for, 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 this, for this book, first book, maybe your only book. I don't know. But I was like, I want to do everything I can. I want it to be mine. So I go through all this frustrating formatting process and countless times trying to upload this to KDP and getting kicked back. And I do it. And I'm like, it doesn't look good. Do it again. Do it. Do it. And then it's out there. And I had this weird drop in excitement or like lull in excitement, just like all the energy I put into an excitement. I was like, wow, I'm doing it. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And I was, I was scared. Cause I'm like, as you said, all the intimacy is lost. And I'm like, okay, I said, I wanted to write it, but I don't know if I wanted people to read it. Like, you know, maybe I just kind of wanted to publish it and be like, Hey, here it is. You can't see it. Um, but so then there was this kind of waiting game like for the book to come and over that that over the course of that two weeks I just remember thinking like ah no I don't know about this and oh actually I don't know about and I should I should have taken that part out maybe I should re-upload the manuscript and maybe I should change this and you know I I think I was too hasty like maybe I need to and maybe I need to just wait a second and uh, my mom bought the book um, and one other person. And I was like, you know, what do you think? She's like, yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm like, mom, shut up. I'm like, you, you, I'm like, you're biased. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Whatever. Like, whatever. Thank you. Whatever. And so the book comes and I'm like, okay, let's just make the, like, I had planned what I wanted to say and I knew I wanted to do a post, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just do it. Um, and even then the excitement still, I was, it was still terror. It, it was still terror. Like they, there was really no excitement. Um, I didn't start to kind of get excited or get a little happier until I started seeing how many people engage with the book and not just how many people, but people who I hadn't had interactions with, like, I hadn't spoken to them on Instagram or they don't, I don't necessarily see their comments on my posts or anything like that. I don't follow them or I don't, I haven't met them before. Um, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, if I wasn't me, I'd enjoy it more, but 
I have such a such such an okay what's next mm. mentality that and I'm I'm aware of this that it's it's definitely detracted from uh my ability to kind of bask in hey bro like you like you you wrote a book and people have it at their homes like on their bookshelves like that's you know that that, that that's really cool um and i have had moments where i've been like oh wow like yeah that's really cool but then i'm like nope don't get too full of yourself like you need to you need to you, like you need to get out of that mind space like don't get complacent um but today like right now i'm like cool i'm like 22 percent enthusiasm i'm like <laughs> i'm That's like wild shit it's it's, it's crazy i'm getting <laughs> up there like up in those upper percentiles yeah i'm like so today i'm like yeah that's really cool um but for the past few weeks it's it's i wasn't expecting the mixed emotions like i I wasn't expecting the 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 lull or i wasn't expecting the the fear or the worry as much as it you know as, as it as it displayed but yeah, it's it was it was definitely a much more of a roller coaster than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. How was it for you? <laughs> um, it was this pretty much the same. I, I remember my it came out quicker than I thought it would. I had an email saying it, it it's out. You know, I was expecting it to be like next week, and then they said it's out. So then yeah. I had a real strong motivation to really do a big book launch you know like I did a local event in my local town where I invite I think about 100 people came along and I did like a a little bit of a a speech on the book and read a little bit of the book you know I I wanted all that and in hindsight I think that I wouldn't change it because it was a good process but I think uh, I had expectations on the book and that's what I've learned from it I would like to write again and when I do there won't be expectations on the book because right. I've soon to learn that the statistics speak for themselves and being ranked 400,000 in the occult category is actually not a sign of a good book. <laughs> so, you know, you, you've got to, <laughs> people vote with their thumbs, right? Um, yeah, yeah, people have read it and they've sent me nice messages. I've had people say, oh, wow, this has really helped me and that's great. That's the yeah. point, of course. But I do think that when I'm honest about it and I look at it, a lot of that was a was a was a process that I was going through that I had to conclude. Right. And I had to share that information and mark that ten year journey with something to kind of chapterize it. I guess you know, literally. Yeah. And I know, I know that that that's the way I look at it because I'm really precious and slow and almost stuck about what to do next with writing. Whereas if I'd been in that mindset, I'd be like, cool, we're going to write back yourself again. That's what we're going to do now. (laughs) And we're just going to put some cool shit in and we're going to put some advice and some helpful stuff and some motivational quotes. Back yourself again. Um, But, uh, but that, that's not what I want, you know, but I wanted it and that's the right thing back then, but it's not now. I recommend right. I'm, I'm like you, I, I'm very much what's next and there's plenty of things to be, to be getting on with, but, um, yeah, 
we'll see you know we'll see but de- definitely terrified I, I remember same as you like we're, we're quite similar in a lot of ways but my mum gave me you know the the amazing feedback and and I remember the first time I thought the book might not be amazing was um uh, a neighbor which I'd hardly spoken to okay he showed up at my book launch and he took a book and everything and I you know I came to the table and I signed it for him you're like I saw him three days later, okay, and he come out of the house and he went, all right. I was like, yeah, you? He went, yeah, I've read your book. I was like, oh, cool. I've got some feedback if you want. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm busy. See ya. <laughs> I was like, I do not want your feedback. I'm fucking terrified of your feedback. Please don't give me your feedback. I don't want that. It's obviously not good. It's obviously not good because you would have went, yeah, it's a great book, mate, thanks. Got some feedback if you want. No, don't. <laughs> Wait, so you never had the feedback? No, I just went, no, so I'm a bit busy at the Absolutely moment. Absolutely not, no. I think I was going for a run, I just fucking sprinted <laughs> off. <laughs> not having it, no. And I was like, yeah, you're right now, I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't It's terrifying, man. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be so terrifying. Yeah. Do it's... you remember, like, even you remember the moment when you decided that you were going to write a book? Um, okay, for me, it was, oh, actually, it was 2000, it was 2018, and I remember I was writing, I was writing, I was writing to someone, um, and I was sharing, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was sharing an experience. Like I was, I was talking to someone, I was writing an email to somebody. They were asked for help on something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to share this experience about blah. Um, and I remember thinking, you know what? I should, I should write, I should write all of this stuff down. But in 2018, I was writing the book because I wanted people to know about Marlon. I wanted people to hear all these funny stories and all this cool stuff. And I wanted, I wanted it to be, I wrote it like I was writing a TV, like like I was writing a TV show or or a movie script. So ego out the ass, drama, cussing, like, you know, like trying to, you know, really trying to dramatize my already dramatic ass life. Um, And that's what it started off as. And that's why that first draft was so terrible because it was this ego fueled, um, like just regurgitation, like half, half assed storytelling about the things I've been through in my life, trying to fit all of this in, you know, and I think that first draft was like, I think it was like 80,000 words, like, bro, you don't have that much to talk about. Come on. <laughs> like I was, I mean, just like, just, just words and stories. And I talked about elementary school when I talked about middle school, when I talked about high school, when I talked about college and I talked about Washington DC and I talked about the army and I talked about Les Mills. And I'm like, yeah, it, it it started off as me wanting people to, it started off as what I wanted people to see, or it, it was, I guess, started off like 
it started off as something for me. Like, I want people to see this about me and I want people to read this about me. So it was definitely like, it was just this arrogant, just disaster. That, that that's what, that, that's what it was. Interesting. So then what, so then what is it now? How would you describe it now? Now it is absolutely, it definitely morphed into something for others. It was, I'm wanting to, rather than I want you to know this about me, is that I want you, I, I want to share what I've learned with you. And through vulnerability and honesty, like this is where I, this is, these were my missteps. And I want you to know that you may feel like no one's ever been through this. Or you may feel like everyone else is perfect. Or you may feel like, that you're messing up or that you're, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be. But I felt that way as well. And this is what I've learned from it. So, and it came from that just stripping out. I mean, you, I mean, the, the book is, it's, it's paragraphs. It's 54 paragraphs. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just those lessons. And I made sure that I did not, even though I wanted to. Marlon, do not try and make the sections even. Don't try and make it a multiple of five. <laughs> Don't try, like, like no filler chapters, like nothing, like, oh, I need to make, like, the first one 32, the second one's 19. Like, like I, 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 like I, wanted, to make sh- I wanted to make sure that I didn't fall into that, oh, I'm going to have this in there and that in there because it's going to be 25 and 25 or 50 and 50. Because even a few drafts ago, a few months ago, there were 110. And then it was 90-something. Then it was 80-something. Then it was 70-something. And as I went through and really started to take away the BS and combine things, because this is just this reiterated or whatever, like down to the most pure, like concise, but honest and powerful words once I got to that point. Um, and I got to that point, kind of at least common denominator where I couldn't take away anything else. That's when it felt the best for me. Yeah, it's interesting because the editing process, I think, is so important. I think a lot of first-time authors miss that or they don't do it because they're maybe afraid to or they their budget runs out or whatever. But I remember my editor, she, when I first sent her everything, very similar, she came back and said, look, I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. No one cares. And I was like, well, you didn't beat around the bush there, did you? Um, You're fired. She, yeah. She said, no one cares because they don't know who you are. So they don't care if you woke up and had a sandwich. They don't care if you went across the street and it was raining. They, they don't care because they don't know you. They want to know what's in it for them. Because there's no motivation for them to buy and read your book because of you. I was like, yeah. oh, I get it. So I think it helps just to knock out all that kind of maybe that the misconception or knock out some of the ego as well beforehand to make sure that it's a worthy use of someone's time because people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter all the time. Yeah, bro. The digital, you know, demand for the, uh, oh, when's the audio version out? It's like, just fucking read it. Like, yeah. read for once, you know. But of course, yeah. that's what people want to do. I, I mean, I prefer it myself. I can't really say say much but the 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 actual 
behavior of reading a book is quite and a lot of invested energy and time these days especially that you have got to make sure it is all about the person reading it and using what you know and what you experience to help them and I I missed that completely on my first round that's why the (laughs) editor came and she was like you've given me all this stuff like half of it is not going in the book so so I recommend you to go and write more about these things and intersect you know put that in there and that in there because it's only I think it's 110 pages but I know like within the first 26 pages that people could probably just put it down right genuinely because you asked the question about Kendall when when did you first start writing it I first started writing mine because I didn't want I didn't want to forget I didn't want to forget what happened so I started writing the events of you know the worst day I ever had and I was writing this down in on paper in 2011 and then that got stored away and I thought one day I'll do something with that and then so when I went to actually write and I had a bit of a reason for writing it and I knew that there was something structurally that I could do with it I know that within the first 26 pages people have got my biggest message you know and I I don't think the rest of it because I'm very blunt with my book I'm like there's other better books than mine. <laughs> Don't read mine. Like, but if you yeah. want to know like, the, the key message that I have, you'll know it in 26 pages. I went to, right. uh, the, I'm getting a tattoo at the moment and it's taking bloody ages. But the woman who's doing it designed the front cover for me. So I gifted her a book. Hadn't seen her for six years. She then put it on the side. The receptionist lady picked it up. As she, she came in an hour later and said, oh, I'm reading your book. Yeah, it's great. And I was like, you haven't got to page 26 yet, have you? <laughs> Um, and then I'm not even joking she came in again and she was completely different she was like yeah um, it's good and you just know you just know that that message is now she's got to page 26 you know because it's a bit of a it's it's a bit of a um, yeah strong hitting point but I think what I'm trying to say is I I kind of know what my book's good for and what it's not right I'm I'm no longer sensitive about it if you know, if someone threw one at me in the street, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I know that within the first 26 pages, that's that's me, you know? Yeah. Because that was me in 2011, and, and I just I just re-upped those words. Yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd you get to that point? Like, because that requires, an, in my opinion, an immense amount of maturity and self-awareness. Like, how'd you get to that point where feedback about the book no longer bothered you or when you came to that realization of what the book is good for and what it's not good for like where did that because that's a long way from hey i got some feedback for you okay i'm gonna go run 20k you know what i mean like so where so like where like when did that like what what changed what changed i think it's the the book is no longer attached to my identity right it's like i feel like if i feel like i understand your position of writing yours because it's almost perhaps where more where I am now for me that that book at the time was a, a, a stepping stone in my career yeah yeah it was well, I'm gonna write this book because then that will get me this right yeah, there, there was an agenda to that book a professional agenda to that book because it was like on yeah. the path of becoming the English Tony Robbins that was the you know that that's the yeah. that's the goal at, at that point in life and Super that's self. changed it's changed and yeah um so now I'm like, I don't really even, 
I don't really even talk about it. You know, I, I, um, I wouldn't say I was embarrassed by it because that's, that's not fair on my old self because I did yeah, put a lot of time and effort into it. But if someone, like, for example, I had a phone call the other day and uh, I'm a school governor and the guy was like, oh, um, first of all, I need to say thank you. I was like, what for? And he goes, oh, I'm reading a book at the moment called Back Yourself. And I was like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like, thanks. It's, uh, it's, really, it's really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. So anyway, what, what are we doing today? You know, it, it kind of is, is what it is. But yeah. I don't know. That's just part of my personality. Maybe I, I like to think what's next. So I dismiss what I've already done. And maybe right. I forget, you know, it doesn't matter. It's nothing. But I, I, yeah. I'm cool with it now. I'm cool with it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really hard to separate yourself from... I, th- I think you definitely make a make a good point about it being, you know, kind of like not attached to your identity anymore because it's weird how parallel their journeys are because those first those first drafts for me um, were were just as much of you know of me, you know, as is this this latest draft, but I was so much more attached to to that draft, like it was. It was, uh, I think, because not only was it attached to me, but it was like an extension of my ego. Mm. Um, and getting feedback on that was like, man, it makes you, it makes you feel this small, bro. Like it, like it, it just, it makes you, oh, like it just, I can't even describe like how it just, how minuscule, <laughs> how minuscule it makes you feel. It's yeah. like, oh my goodness, like you just like you don't want anybody to ever see it or read it, so. It's a process. I, 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 I would, I would never, ne- never regret. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so much to be said about, about, about writing a book. There, there, it really is. Yeah, and you, it, you know, it seems like you've got the expectations right for what it is and who it's for and everything else, and that's really important. Yeah. And let's not take away the, the courage that it takes to do it and the patience and the dedication and uh, it would be yeah i think it would be something that everybody should do as in the process of writing yeah. down I mean, even my my dad's writing like his life story down now you know he won't yeah. book. he's not going to publish it but he's doing it because right. he doesn't want to forget or he doesn't want it to go away he wants it to be there for other people to go oh let's see yeah. like, what was this what was this guy doing in his life you know um, which I think is really cool. And we, human beings have been doing this for centuries. It's how we, exactly. we share information yeah. with each other. So going on from that then, kind of wrapping up our, our conversation a little bit, talking about the here and now, talking about social media, what do you think, because it's easy to go in and go, oh, you know, what are the risks and the dangers and that? Look, there is uh, an issue that people have, all of us have with social media. It can become very toxic. It can become a heavy burden on our mental health. Yeah. So let's flip it to a positive and, you know, bring, bring the positivity and respect, you know, to the biggest values that you talked about today, bring that to the table. What good advice, what good advice can you share with um, those that are listening that might get a bit tangled up with it sometimes, you know, like your eyes are hurting, you've got a bit of a headache, you're just getting into it a bit too much. What advice can you give that can help people in those situations? Only post when you have something to say. Right. That is one of the that is one of the most refreshing um, allowances I've given myself 
over the past three years. Um, the pressure to post and the frustration when you feel like you're not gaining traction or, oh, this isn't hitting, you know, the way I want, you know, the, like the, uh, the way I wanted to, and, oh, well, I need to figure out how to do this and I need to capitalize on that. I need to leverage this. The posts and the times when I'm most frustrated, when I've been most frustrated is because when I was trying to force myself to say or post something and it's like, who, what, what, what requirements am I fulfilling? Like, yeah. why, 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 like, why do I have to do this? And there's, there's different points, right? Like I have a friend um, who's a, who's a marketing sales and like, and pr- promotion guru. Um, has a hundred thousand followers and his guidance posts three to five pieces of content a day, whether it's a story, a live, a post, a carousel, a screenshot or whatever, like three to five posts a day and to kind of begin to gain traction, which, you know, for a certain person and a certain period at a certain point in life for their business, very much so. Okay, cool. But I think it's like, what 70% of people have less than a thousand followers or, or, or something like that on social media, like the vast majority of us, you don't have to post. Like it, it is, it is perfectly fine to go a week without saying anything or two weeks or, 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 or however long, like this pressure we put on ourselves to, to, to say something like just, just, just go on and watch for a little bit, you know, and maybe scroll a little bit. Maybe you find some inspiration here. I go through periods where, you know, I'm on it. I'm getting all these ideas. And I'm like, I'm going to post this, I'm going to post that, blah, blah, blah. And then they go away. And I'm like, well, there's no need for me to be in here trying to force feed it or trying to force it. So just relax. I'm kind of on a, on, a, on a bit now where I'm not really posting that much. I'm not really on social media that much. I'm not doing as many stories. And and, and that's, that's fine. But it's the alleviate the pressure on yourself. Mm. I posted two stories the other day asking people about something weird that they do and then the other one was something you're proud of and normally what you do is okay you respond to those stories in the next 24 hours i didn't because i didn't feel like it (laughs) you know so so it's it's like the story will be there and i can go back and respond to those tomorrow or when i'm feeling better at a later date but this pressure we put on ourselves is often one of the first like one of those first kind of subtle missteps that let us slip into that really unhealthy relationship with social yeah. media. Yeah. And, um, and people around you, because you know, when, yeah. you, when you're doing these posts, it's probably when you're not working. So you're, you know, you're at home. Yeah. And, and so your relationships will, will be, you're right. You need to get the phone. No, go ahead. No, it's, it's, the, it's the front door. Sorry. It's all good, yeah? There we go. All right, we're good. The relationships are important around you as well, physical relationships, because if you're doing these forced posts or feel like you did pressure posts, maybe, better way to call them, and your partner's there or your parents or your family or whatever, and they're saying, um, they're asking you a simple question. And you're like, oh, just, you know, and it's like, oh, because I'm doing my post, you know, that yeah. I have to do, because if I don't, no one's going to like me. <laughs> it's like, and, and it's also maybe not even that, but it, it, maybe it's the, the, this awareness that I know I've had before. And I, I mean, I post for 
sometimes either. But the the feeling I used to have was like people will be wondering why why I'm not posting. Where have I gone? No, they're not. They got far yeah, more important things to think about. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're they're not. I, uh, you haven't posted for forty two hours. Are you okay? No. That that. Yeah, probably I'm okay. That's probably why. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting and it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, the, pre- the pressure yeah. posts, I think, really. But what do you think, what, why do you think that we feel like that and we feel that pressure to post for the sake of posting? Where's that come from? Oh, I think it's, I think it's a feeling of significance. I, I think it's, it's, if, I think it's, if people, if we feel like people are forgetting about us or if we feel like we're losing relevancy or something along those lines, then, then we panic and we get into the sense, like you said, like, Oh my goodness, I haven't posted this long. Like, are people going to unfollow me or are people going to forget about me or, or people or are people going to think I'm, I'm, am I going to lose relevancy? And it becomes this, if, if I'm not posting, people aren't talking about me, right? Because we're all the main character in, in, in our in our stories, right? Spotlight syndrome. And I went through, I went through this as well. Like you only see the comments about you. You only see when people tag you. You only see when people like your post. You don't see who of you don't see other people's posts, you know, they're they're liking or looking at. Like as far as I'm concerned. I'm the only presenter anybody in listeners talks about, <laughs> you know, because like I, cause I see all of my comments. I don't, I don't ever see somebody say anything about um, Aaron or Kylie or Glenn or Dan or Rach. They're, they're only talking about me. So why not just make, why don't just make me the man, you know, but, <laughs> but you, but you forget that there are theory of mind, right? Like people have their own, like everybody have, has their own, like their, their own worlds. Um, and that, that pressure is, it's dangerous. It, 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 it gives you this, like, and social media is, everything is curated for you. It's what you're interested in. Like, we, we, we really don't realize how invasive it, it, it is. Like, you scroll, you don't have to like anything. But if you look at it for a few milliseconds longer than you did the last one, that picture is going to pop up again, you know, dwell time, delay, you know, like, like landing time, all these things are collected every single time you're on there. Like, and you don't realize it. And so you, 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 you have your own little world. And the scary thing is, is I have a YouTube world, a Facebook world, an Instagram world, a TikTok world, a Google world, a Yahoo world, like, and all these things are for me. And so when I go in, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm only seeing what I want to see and I'm only engaging with people I want to engage in and people are only talking about me. And when you feel like you, you're missing out or when you feel like you, you know, you like you, you, you haven't posted that pressure you put on yourself, as you said, you know, oh, I, I got to get this out. It impacts your other relationship. That's why I haven't been able to crack YouTube or, or long format. I would love to do a vlog. I, I, I'm being recorded. Can you? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I am. <laughs> Quiet. You're, 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 you see what I'm saying? You're not <laughs> um, he loves me. Um, 
But that that's why I haven't been able to crack the vlog because I want to do it and I want to do training vlogs and I want to kind of, you know, talk about school and I want to, you know, talk about life here. But but it's so invasive for me and I'm actually a very introverted person and to allow it to I'm just I'm, I'm not I'm not willing to I'm not willing to ease on that boundary. Even if even if it's for the sake of oh I know this will do well or I know you know long format is the future, I'm not and I've tried to blog three four times, and part of maturity for me has been admitting that and being okay with just letting it die. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying it, it's not working for me, so I'm just gonna stop. And that's happened literally I think three 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 or four times, and it's become it gets to a point where I'm like. I don't, I don't want to share all of that. And for me, that that's, that's, that's really sacred. And so those, those boundaries that alleviating that pressure and being okay with not submitting to whatever the proverbial they Mm. want is so important for social media these days. So important. It is. It is. And I guess the, the concluding point from our side as a business, that's kind of one thing we take away from a lot of business owners because we're able to just do it for them. So they don't have to, because we can't really invade to, on them at all when we're making content <laughs> for them and they just yeah. have to approve it or trust us to put it out there. And I think it does help yeah. a lot of our clients yeah. who are business owners and parents and you know everything else to not have to think about it because it becomes a burden and a pain in the ass but for business is very important for presence and awareness because yeah. talking aside from personal brands, literally the company on the industrial estate, you know, they, they need to be vis- vigilant and visible. Otherwise they yeah. miss opportunities. So it's kind of important for them to be able to do it, which obviously we help to do that. So yeah. look, it's been really cool talking to you. Um, we will we will let you we will let you go. Thank you for um, the energy you brought. Considering that you weren't feeling a hundred percent, so we really appreciate that. You can go chill uh, now for the rest of your evening. Um, but thank you for spending the time with us. Where can people? Where is the best place? First of all, for people to get the book. So that's first. Yeah, one. definitely. You can get that on uh, on uh, Amazon, Amazon.com, and they have UK, Spain, France, Canada, US. Um, even Japan, uh, Germany, they have marketplaces in, in all of those countries. And what should they search? Uh, you can search the only one in the room. Uh, it's probably the easiest way to get to it. Uh, I tried searching Marlon Woods and it pops up as well, just a little further down. But yeah, the only one in the room, Marlon Woods, will, will, will get you straight to it. Perfect. And then where would you like people to connect with you if they listened to this today and, um, and they would like to, to know more? Definitely Instagram at Marlon Woods underscore all one word is, is the is the place to be. Amazing. And while you're there, check out his content. And you mentioned there about introvert, the one of my favorite, 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 favorite videos I think ever, not just of yours, is the introvert the introverted person at a party. It is oh my goodness, bro. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Like I'm I'm dealing with school drop-off and pick-up at the moment. I, I actually don't know what to do when people are stood in the line with me. People think I'd be like the life and soul of the party. Like, hey, how old your kid? Oh, this great school. I'm like, I, I, I crouch down on the floor and I'm like, you know, because I, I, I don't worst. know how to, it really fucking messes with me. But like, yeah, that's me in a party. 
I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I hate it, man. I hate it. Uh, very good. All right. Well, Kendall, thanks very much yeah, for your input. Yeah, to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Kendall. Hello. Thanks for everything. We will, um, we'll chat to you again in the future, I'm sure. But thanks for being on Tommy G Talks today. And uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Cheers, mate. Death time, mate. Take it easy, bro.